you suffer from numbness, tingling, burning, or pain in your feet and legs? It could be caused by something as simple and common as a B1 deficiency. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a solution for low B1. Zobria. Zobria is a safe, effective, and clinically proven nutritional supplement containing a high-potency bioactive form of vitamin B1, which has been shown to reverse symptoms caused by low B1 with no side effects. Low B1 causes your nerve cells to stop functioning properly, resulting in numbness, tingling, burning, and pain in the feet and legs. It may also contribute to forgetfulness, loss of mental focus, fatigue, and loss of appetite. Restoring proper B1 levels has been shown to improve the functioning of these nerve cells. You can get Zobria risk-free by going to zobria.com. That's zobria.com and get 20% off with coupon code Hoffman at checkout. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's zobria.com. Vitamin B1 perfected. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's your weekly opportunity to pose a question. Send your questions to radioprogram at AOL.com. Each week, Layla Mutant and I are a resource to you to get your nutritionally related questions answered and questions in general that really pertain to the theme, Intelligent Medicine. So we got a lot of questions this week. Hello, Layla. How are you doing? Okay, Dr. Hoffman. How are you? Good. Enjoying the uh, cooler weather. Yeah. yeah uh, feels good. Feels good. You know, taking a run when it's a little bit cooler, more yeah. bracing, you know. Nice for sleeping. Not having to use the AC so much. Exactly. Yeah. Feels really yeah. good. So it's kind of a nice feeling here in the Northwest. Yeah. Uh, you know, I went to, uh, I grew up in Southern California mm-hmm. and uh, a few of us went east to go to school. But the vast majority went back to California. After school was up, yeah. Yeah, after school was over. Yeah. But there's a few stragglers, and I have a couple of classmates who are on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I stay in touch with them, and we post pictures of the beautiful fall foliage. And uh, so, you know, I commented nice. on one of them. It's Isn't that one of the reasons why we live on the East Coast? Because we actually have seasons. Yeah. How about that? I'll tell you, I would miss the seasons yeah. if I was in a perpetually one-climate you know, place. There, there are seasons in, in Southern California. I mean, it could yeah. get down to like 55 some, some nights. 55 is good. <laughs> yeah. That, we'd see people in parkas in California, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's like, it's, That's cold. Then they get to really rock their winter gear. Yeah. Know, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so uh, getting we'll get to questions in a moment. Radio program at AOL.com <laughs> is the destination for questions. And uh, so uh, each... Um, uh, month, I uh, excitedly tear open my uh, physical copy of a magazine ah. that I get every month, and it doesn't come in a brown paper wrapper. Don't worry, uh, it's the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And ah. like, yeah, it's it's like uh, got uh, you know what for me is kind of like nutrition porn. You know? <laughs> like, yes, I, yep. I really enjoy you know pouring through that and see if there's news that we can use. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent you a bunch of them, actually, this yeah. week, because I wanted you to have an opportunity to see some of these articles. Um, one of them was interesting, because it's on the subject of um, uh, something that is a marker for a, what is proposed as a new marker for cardiovascular risk. Yes. Which is? 
TMAO. TMAO. An alleged marker for cardiovascular. Right. right? Which sounds yeah. a little like TMI, like too much yes. information, but it's TMAO, which stands for trimethylamine oxidase. Mm. And it's kind of all the rage these days because uh, it is looked at as a marker uh, that can independently predict cardiovascular disease. Yeah. By the way, in the, in the same issue of the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, they have an article on what's called uh, erythrocyte omega-3 levels, hmm. uh, which are your levels of the you know, EPA and DHA as taken in red blood cells, which yes. is a test that we do here right, uh, right. when we see patients. And it was found that that test mm-hmm. is as good or better a predictor of cardiovascular risk as the traditional things, cholesterol, HDL, triglycerides, uh, LDL, wow, uh, you know all those things, because uh, mm-hmm. it it really predicts cardiovascular disease. But does wow. TMAO predict cardiovascular disease? One of the things that they point out is that meat eaters may have higher TMAO. Yes. Why? Because meat has carnitine. Carnitine gets converted into TMAO. Yeah. And so does choline. Yeah. But the problem is that what's are some foods that are really high in choline? Soy mm-hmm. and fish, whole grains, mm-hmm. uh, foods traditionally associated with prevention of cardiovascular yeah. disease. Yeah. So how could that be bad for you? So I've always been a little bit, and you too, I think yes. you've been kind of... Um, we uh, need carnitine and we need choline. You've been kind of skeptical about Absolutely. TMAO. Absolutely. So we haven't routinely tested our patients for TMAO. No. Uh, so in this article, and you know, we kind of can do a deep dive on how they did this, but the basic point of the article is that what they found is that um, uh, while there is a correlation between TMAO mm-hmm. and cardiovascular disease, I think high TMO, the 60% higher cardiovascular disease, um, it's not really associated with intake of meat or things like that because uh, the higher the uh, polyphenol intake, the higher the fish intake, the higher the whole grain intake, yes. the higher the TMAO is. Hmm. But... Those things have all been proven to prevent cardiovascular disease. Exactly. So it kind of turns that whole theory on its head. Right. And it also, it's sometimes been invoked as an argument to say, oh, that explains why meat is bad for you because it raises TMAO. Right. Well, first of all, that supposition I don't accept is that meat is not per se the cause of cardiovascular disease. A diet that's laden with meat, that's an indiscriminate diet and full of junk food. Yes. Okay, sure. That's typical seasonal, you know, uh, standard American diet. Exactly. That exactly. is associated with cardiovascular disease. But you eat meat, I eat meat, but yeah. very, we're prudent meat consumers. You yeah. uh, get the very unprocessed meat, yes. uh, hopefully grass-fed or organic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I select for that. And we avoid, you know, processed uh, lunch meats and things like that. Right. Hot dogs, conventional hot right. dogs. Right. And mm-hmm. so anyway, so the the point of that article is let's not jump to the conclusion that TMAO is the is the predictor of cardiovascular mm-hmm. risk, um, and it sort of cast doubt on TMAO as a yeah. marker of risk. And the other point is that it may have more to do with the condition of the gut and the microbiome. Absolutely, because the microbiome converts certain precursors like carnitine and choline mm-hmm. into trimethylamine oxidase, right. which is the supposed bad so guy. So it's all. It all comes back to how is your microbiome, you know, whether you have, whether it's the TMAO uh, uh, topic or if even if you have diabetes, what about your microbiome? It's another question. Everything. Yeah. Everything is all about the microbiome now. Right. Which uh, those critters are... Uh, interprets the food for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the same food, mm-hmm. you know, in different people may have different 
impacts. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So anyway, it's interesting. I mean, it's a little, look. It's a little bit of a TMI subject, uh-huh. you know, because it's TMI a, on TMAO. Right. <laughs> right. So we'll get off that. Let's let's talk about other things. Um, usually, you are the question, the official question yes. leader, but I'm yes. going to supplant you today because for some reason it didn't appear on your radar screen. This right. is an interesting question. Um, Roseanne writes, Dr. Hoffman, I was on a site, labdoor.com. It gave Nordic Naturals Omega Fishies a grade of D+. Mm. I was shocked to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Nordic had a great reputation. I need to know if this Labdoor is a site I should be trusting, therefore making any purchases. Thank you, Roseanne. Mm. And uh, there's also another one, I think another question. Oh, here, another. This is, is this, those oh, from Rebecca. Yes. It's, it's, it's like a, it's a spate of questions around mm-hmm. the same theme. I recently came across this man, man, ranking of magnesium supplements by an organization called Labdoor Inc. Yeah. I've included a link to the article below. Uh, I was surprised to see that the magnesium torate supplement I take by cardiovascular research had ranked quite poorly due to an elevated amount of arsenic in the product, Mm. a purported 0.279 micrograms per serving. This has given rise to a few questions. Do you know anything about Labdoor, Inc.? In your opinion, is this reputable and unbiased testing? Based on the information on the website, Labdoor is a for-profit company that makes money in part through purchases of the products listed on their website. Yeah. Yeah, now you're getting there. Yep. Can you put the amount of arsenic noted above into perspective? Are there safety concerns here? I noticed that essentially all of the products test at at least trace amounts of arsenic and heavy metals. Is this inherent to any magnesium product? I have noticed tremendous benefit from taking magnesium taurate and no signs of arsenic poisoning yet. So I am hopeful that it w- I won't need to look elsewhere for my magnesium. I appreciate your thoughts on this issue. So we have two questions about Labdoor. Yes. So I did a little... I did a little checking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first of all, I looked at Labdoor, and I looked at the uh, the background on Labdoor. Labdoor is a company that is at least in part underwritten by Mark Cuban, yes, who is uh, owns a basketball team, uh, the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. and is a kind of a maverick investor kind of guy. And he's even on uh, that show Shark Tank. Yes, yeah. And uh, if if you look at Shark Tank, uh, these guys. Uh, are real, uh, sharks. You yeah. Know? And, <laughs> and they're looking to, uh, make money. Sure. And sometimes they're a little less concerned with the actual scientific veracity or basis of the stuff that they invest in. It's mostly like, is this going to sell and make money? Is it going to sell and what's so it going to do for me? Yep. He invested in a company called Labdoor. And, um, uh, Labdoor is a company that rates, uh, mm-hmm. the supplements. Yeah. And, but if I, if you go to Labdoor, they list their preferred supplements mm-hmm. and the brands that are there, none of which I've heard of, which yeah. are kind of obscure brands. So all the good brands, all the good brands that like, have integrity, like that Nordic, are, Nordic Naturals, yes, uh, they, they cardiovascular knock. research, cardiovascular research, which is I know the principle there. It's a very honest yeah. company. Uh, so uh, it seems to me that they're looking for an opportunity to knock some of the major brands and steer people to purchase other brands that they favor. Now, there may be a, a pay-to-play element on that. Sure. Uh, to become a subsidiary or to become a vendor for Labdoor, you need to pay a fee. Right. Which is a business model. And then, yeah. you know, so it, so uh, then I also did 
in addition to doing some research on it, I also talked to some of my colleagues in the field, mm-hmm. you know, who I respect and who really know the lay of the land and uh, yeah. are in the supplement industry. Yeah. Um, and what they said is that uh, Labdoor is not a reliable uh, source mm-hmm. because they're uh, for profit. Yeah. It's not like they're the they're an affiliate uh, sales you, or affiliate marketing. Yeah. And it's yeah. Yeah. So uh, now as to the arsenic. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of products contain trace amounts of arsenic. What she reports here is like milligrams, like a quarter of a milligram. I can't imagine just a quarter of a milligram. I think she might have misspelled micro or nanogram. Maybe. You know, so I don't think it's milligrams. Yeah. Or, you know, I, I don't think it's, it's that much. Um, there is arsenic in supplements. There's arsenic everywhere. And the reason that there's arsenic in supplements is some of them are plant derived. Yes. And they There's arsenic in soil. And there's and if to the extent there's a little bit of rice as a uh non like a hypoallergenic filler. Yes. It's got trace amounts of arsenic right. we, but because because trace. brown rice does. But compare the amount of rice in a the powder in a in a you know 500 milligram capsule to the amount of rice, if you have like a rice bowl, exactly, there's a lot more arsenic in that, but there's still trace. Now, in California, mm-hmm. they will make you do a declaration on everything that has even the most trace amount of arsenic. I'm I'm sure I I don't know why that we don't see you know little little uh, uh, warnings in the air. As you walk down the street, the air may contain some arsenic. Be careful yeah. to breathe it but it's or okay. something. But it's okay to shoot up on the street. <laughs> it's like that's okay. Shoot up on the street. Right. Yeah. Defecate but, on the street. But don't don't have a no, you know, no. don't have uh, you yeah. know a, a, a like a small vitamin capsule that has yeah. a trace of arsenic or you know then I don't know what they say about the uh, I don't know how they knock the. Nordic Naturals, but Nordic Naturals, I know, is one of the big companies. They yeah. test their products. Mm-hmm. They look for whether they it's have PCBs company. or whether they have mercury. They mm-hmm. And you know, it's a big company, and I, you know, I, I think I trust their products. Yeah, there may be other pro- uh, companies that are, you know, like bargain basement fish oil mm-hmm. uh, that don't uh, big box you, store fish oil. Yeah, or Al- something. Although like even that. the big box stores, they, you know, they may give you the very cheap version, and you know, you, you pay some money, take your chances, and then like a more. Uh, uh, like a deluxe version. Yeah. You know, that is a little bit more. So, so I gotta say, I mean, you know, maybe the Mark Cuban's gonna serve me with a, you know, a subpoena, uh, you know, a lawsuit, you know, I'm impugning him or something, uh, cause he's an aggressive guy. But I gotta say, uh, Labdor is, uh, not the arbiter of what's, no, uh, kosher and, you know, safe and, exactly. Uh, uh, and, Potent in the in the vitamin supplement field, right? It, right. You know, uh, I don't think they'd be a good third party, especially if they're a pay to play. Yeah. And meanwhile, Mark Cuban says that he refuses to get rich off of uh, health gimmicks. Isn't this a kind of a gimmick yeah, to I go mean, raiding in a pay to play yeah, style yeah. like this? I mean, if you don't want to make money off it, make sure that you don't make money off it. Do it as a public service. I mean, yeah. you've got a lot of money, and if you want. You know, do it as a like a uh, like a foundation. Set up a foundation yeah. or something. Set mm-hmm. up a uh, a charitable organization mm-hmm. that uh, does this uh, as a service to the public. I, that's, that would be a wonderful thing. Yeah. And you know, make, you get a tax write off for that. Yeah, exactly. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay. 
Well, those are both great questions. Yeah, it's interesting. We got, we got two of them, but some they didn't land on your radar screen. No, so I read them. Okay. they didn't. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you ask all the other questions. But before okay. that, yes. let's look at one of our sponsors. Oh, by the way, speaking of pay to play. Pay to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really pay to play because they don't influence our, uh, you know, you know what we say. But right. uh, we will allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message. It's just, and let me just say parenthetically yeah. that I am so delighted with the roster of sponsors that we have. Yes. And, you know, one of the reasons, and I want to say this before we introduce this sponsor, is that I'm really happy to be doing podcasts these days. When I used to do radio, yeah, uh, the sales guys would come to me, and the sales guy didn't know from anything. They just knew from, it's a deal, there's the money on the yeah. table, uh, this is perfect for Dr. Hoffman's show, will you read this commercial? Mm-hmm. And I was almost constantly on the verge of getting fired, because I would say, I'm sorry, I can't read that, because this is the product's not legit. And they would walk away long-faced and they would say, well, okay, you know, this, this, yeah. you know, Dr. Hoppin's being difficult. He won't read this. And so, and I do this with this, uh, forum, but mm-hmm. nobody is my boss saying, we're yeah. going to fire you if you don't read this commercial. Cause you be the man. Yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the, I am the arbiter of what yes. goes on and I can be selective. So you, what Good you hear passes muster. It's not just merely because uh, you know, they, they, they've got ready dollars to help sponsors. Exactly. You know, exactly. So, so listen up. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Protocol for Life Balance, offering a wide range of professional-grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for relief of occasional minor aches and pains of overexertion, ache action, MSM, and hyaluronic acid. This suite of products may help to support a healthy response to normal physiological stress and promotes a balanced response to joint stress, flexibility, and mobility. The backed by solid scientific data and available now at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Thanks for listening and again, thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what helps underwrite the costs of this production and makes it free to you. And now back to our questions. What's next, Layla? We have from Nicole. Greetings. Is it dangerous to be around a person that just had radiation treatment? I was asked to drive a person to and from radiation treatments. I was wondering <laughs> if there are any health risks to me to be around a person that was just radiated. Yeah. As always, thanks for your information. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that the Uber drivers, they kind of they kind of skirt around the hospital these days. Because you, know? <laughs> you never know what people... I mean, yeah. worse things than radiation coming out of the hospital. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so it's interesting is that I remember uh, we would we would be... when I, In my training, they would do a lot of radioactive iodine for treatment yes. of thyroid problems. They mm-hmm. inject you with iodine, and mm-hmm. it basically goes to your thyroid, accumulates there, and kills your thyroid, you know, when it's overactive. Yeah. And what would happen is we would, you know, we'd ask the patient, you know, we would uh, brief the patient. We'd say, it's perfectly safe. Don't worry. Just sign here. It's a perfectly safe treatment. And then they would say, and then we would walk out and we notice this big sign on the door with like, the, you know, the radiation sign. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're Do walking, not enter. Danger. Danger. Do danger. not enter. You know, it's like, and then, you know, the nurses, if they were like pregnant or something, they wouldn't go in there. And so it, there is a little bit of a lingering effect of radio iodine treatment, yes. certain radionuclids mm-hmm. that have a short half-life. They go mm-hmm. away. They're not like some of these things that, uh, you know, are like uh, centuries, like 
that come out of Chernobyl, you know. Chernobyl will, will never oh. in our lifetimes or in future lifetimes be habitable because yeah. some of those radioactive products have half-lives of hundreds of years. Yeah. And they, it, it will take millennia before the area is safe. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, uh, however, uh, oh, and by the way, yeah. the question would arise like, okay, I'm going home now. Can I put my granddaughter on my lap? Right. You know, uh, can I hug my, my, uh, children? You know? Yeah. And the, the answer is that after a certain time, the radiation levels go way down. Right. 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 Um, I had a relative who had to undergo exactly that treatment for his overactive right. thyroid, and his pregnant wife had to leave for three days. Right. However, when you get radiation treatment, yeah. like you're getting, say, radiation treatment for breast cancer, yes. or kind of cancer yes. that doesn't linger. So you're no. not hot when you come out. Right. On the other hand, I did watch, did you see the Chernobyl series on HBO? No. Oh, it's, you've got to go back and see oh, it. Oh, i got to see it. Okay, yeah, good. Okay. I've got HBO. Good. Yeah, good. Right. So go back and see it. Oh, okay. It's fabulous. And what happened was... These guys got so much radiation that they almost became like like red hot ingots of radiation in their bodies. Oh my god! So there's like uh, they were cooking. Yeah, so they were like the skin was peeling off and they were dying miserable deaths. And they people were instructed not to go near them. Yeah. And in one case, the wife of one uh, fireman who was supposed to put out the fire with like what water. You know, <laughs> it's a radiation fire. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Water's just going to spread it. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was horribly injured and was hospital languishing for, you know, a couple of weeks before he died miserably. And she, you know, she came in right in the room. So she had miscarriages. She developed leukemia afterwards. You know, it was like uh, a mess being close yeah. to those people. Uh, maybe there was some element also of the radioactive cloud that was in that region, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the, near the reactor. So, but that's different. That, you can't get that with, uh, localized radiation where they're pinpointing yes. radiation, say for prostate cancer or, yeah. so you're not going to glow afterwards. Right, right. Um, here's an interesting fact about radiation is, uh, there may be what is called, uh, a, uh, uh, a, um, uh, it, 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 it's called um, hormesis, which is hormesis yes. means a little, a little bit of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. What they found around the bomb sites, you know, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, is a lot of people were immediately incinerated. A lot of people developed uh, leukemias afterwards. But in a region where people were you know, a little bit further away from the bomb site, they actually noted a somewhat of a paradoxically a decrease in cancers. Hmm. Almost as if the people had gotten like a little mild dose of radiation. Enough to stress their bodies to fight, fight, fight? Right, or maybe kill off cancer cells. Wow. So it it was paradoxical. They didn't expect that because they did a lot of studies of the people around there. How far were you from ground zero? Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, go get radiation is good for you. I recall a young woman who would come to see us. It had to be... About 15 years ago, Dr. Hoffman, she was from Chernobyl. She discovered her breast cancer while she was nursing her infant. Oh, my. Yeah, so it was very young. Yeah. Uh, You know, other people have developed breast cancer from... A popular therapy in the 50s, they loved radiation in the 50s. They thought it was like miracle drug. So it was good for acne. So they would like irradiate you for acne. Then these people all got like thyroid cancers... But they even got some radiation that uh, hit the breast tissue, and they had yeah. a higher risk of breast cancer. Oh, my goodness. 
So, Nicole, it's okay for you to drive that person back and forth from radiation <laughs> treatment. Right. right? <laughs> okay. Bottom line, yeah. Bottom line, right. We have a question from William. Dr. Hoffman, can you please take a look at this? Oh, yes. Did, did, you, did anybody ask, or do you have a separate question about what to do to protect against radiation? Oh, Is in that... fact, in fact, we do. Yeah, let's jump to that yeah, question. Yeah, let's jump to this one from Deborah. Okay. I tried to search and I can't find it. Which supplements pre and post CT scans okay. might help protect cells from radiation? Okay. Especially when it's a high dose scan abdomen. Right. With and without contrast right. and might increase the chance for right, future. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, uh, let's distinguish first between CT scans, which are yeah. x-rays, uh, that are computer, uh, compiled. Yes. Uh, versus MRIs. MRIs are magnetic therapy and there's no radiation. Yeah. There's magnetism, but there's no radiation. Makes you more magnetic. Yeah. Right. No, we won't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Charismatic. Charismatic. Uh, sorry. Uh, but everybody's doing CT scans now. I'm hearing more and more about a CT. I know. I don't hear the term X-ray anymore. I had an X-ray. I had an X-ray. I hear CT. Yeah. CT all over the place. And, and ordinary X-rays are about one one hundredth of a of CT scan. Yeah. Uh, and they're good this for... This is very discouraging. They're good for basic things like, you know, if you break your arm or something, the x-ray right. is fine. Right, But a CT scan is to look at soft tissue and internal organs. So, yeah, you need a CT scan for certain things. But so CT scans are radiation. And um, now, it, you want to talk about supplements for radiation. We really don't want to get these supplements when people are getting radiation therapy because they actually will prevent the potentially the efficacy of the radiation therapy. They'll they'll protect the, the okay. But Deborah's asking about CT scans, diagnostic scans, diagnostic not, scans, not therapeutic radiation. Right. right. So you know you are getting a dose of radiation. So I recommend that people take uh, N-acetylcysteine. Yes, which to is boost glutathione. glutathione, which is something that helps uh-huh. a bit. It's a premier antioxidant. Mm-hmm. You can take a complement of antioxidants. You know, you can take the whole complement. You know, let's name them. You know, uh, mixed carotenoids and vitamin C and mm-hmm. uh, vitamin E and you know. But some of the more potent ones are mm-hmm. like NAC. NAC, totally. Mm-hmm. NAC. And so maybe absolutely five hundred, six hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two, three times a day, yeah. you know, a day or two before and maybe, you know, three days afterwards or something like that. Or even take glutathione itself, but NAC is probably more, uh, it's more economical and it's, it's a, oh! bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what you said was correct. I sneezed. Right. <laughs> is that, is that like a form <laughs> it's of something my mother would have said? Oh, okay. <laughs> I sneezed. Therefore it's correct what you said. <laughs> it must be like fundamentally correct. You know, right. It's just, right. Okay. So, uh, what do you think of like, uh, taking glutathione or I think even liposomal glutathione? Yeah, sure. Was I mean, a thing. I but NAC on. is probably uh, better. You know, eat, there are different routes to get the glutathione levels up. There was a supplement you had early on, Rakantostat? Rakantostat, which I don't even know they still make, but it was a form yeah, of glutathione. Yeah, glutathione. In a powder form, right? right? I think there may be better forms. I think liposomal glutathione is mm-hmm. the better way to deliver glutathione mm-hmm. these days. Okay. Good point in which to uh, to uh, forecast that we're going to part two. Yes. So um, when uh, we pause, uh, please advance the podcast part two, because we divide our podcast into two parts. What's coming up, Leland? Can, can, is this study true that you can reduce thyroid nodules naturally? All right. We'll check it out. Is there a way to reduce thyroid nodules naturally?
I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutant. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. You can get in on the action by emailing us at radioprogram at AOL.com. Do you know how many thousands of dollars I had to pay to get that exclusive destined radio program at AOL.com? Did you? No. Oh, good. I grabbed, I grabbed it. I <laughs> you gra- grabbed it before it could go. Right. Radio program. That would have been, yeah. Right, it's right. Yeah. Terrific. But, you know, if Mark Cuban wants to buy it, I'm, I'm amenable. Well, you gotta, you gotta chart, you gotta raise the price for him. Oh, you're right. raise, <laughs> okay. He can afford it. Several digits on moving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast.